That's, that's right. Get, 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 get them, Christy. Get them, Christy. <laughs> well, good, good evening. Good evening. Our flock is little tonight, but I'm glad you're here. So we'll, we, we, will, we, will, we will press, uh, we will press on. Press on. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank God. <laughs> okay. So, um, so uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna do what we've been doing the last uh, last few weeks. Uh, we're gonna have uh, prayer time. Uh, we're gonna do the last two names of God uh, that I want to share with you, uh, and uh, and then we'll then we'll do. Um, our, our um, uh, we, we'll do we'll do the next step, step number five. I had to, I had to, I had to think. We'll do step number five, and uh, we'll do that uh, next next week. Um, try to be here. Uh, you, you you need to be here next week. You need to be here every week, but you need to be here next week if you can be. Um, uh, Christy Lipscomb uh, is going to be sharing with us a testimony. Um, and, um, and and I, I think it's something you need to hear, and um, and it, it will bless it will bless your heart to hear her share uh, her story and uh, how God brought her very through a very dark dark time of her life, and so uh, so she's going to do there she is right there, uh, there <laughs> uh, so she's going she's going uh, uh, she's going she's going to share uh, share that with us uh, next week, uh, so. Um, so I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, just remember, our, our our revival is coming up soon and very soon. Uh, Sunday is Gideon Sunday, uh, so remember uh, the uh, offering uh, for our missions offerings. Everything will go uh, toward the Gideons. Uh, Jesse Smith. I, I I don't I don't know him. I, I just know his. They, they just gave me his name. Jesse Smith is going to be with us on Sunday morning. So remember that. Then the next weekend. And that'll be the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, uh, Jay Boyd uh, will, be, will be with us uh, in, um, in our revival. And uh, so, uh, so be, um, continue to be praying for that uh, and inviting, getting the word out, inviting people to come and to share with us. Uh, just going to share with some, some prayer needs, uh, and then we're going to we'll, 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 we'll pray. Um, Cynthia had her surgery on her back. Uh, she did wonderful. Um, she she was almost immediately pain free, which they said she would be, and uh, and she could she could stand upright, and she could walk without her walker. So uh, so so she's she's doing she she can't she can't drive for ten days. So she's, she uh, uh, she she won't be here this evening, uh, but she's going to try to be here Sunday morning, and uh, and so she she told uh, she texted Paula. She says she's just trying to learn how to walk upright again, you know, because she she has been bent over uh, for for months now, and so so she's she's having to retrain herself to stand to stand upright, uh, but she's uh, she's pretty much pain free, so that's a that's a blessing. Uh, continue to remember Terry uh, Adams in our prayer, and uh, boy, he did a number on his toe, and it, if if any if he shared that with any of you. 
there's just some things I, I just wish people wouldn't share. I, <laughs> I mean, he shared, he shared that. Because you know, once you see it, you can't unsee <laughs> you can't You can't unsee the toe. Uh, so every time I look at him, I'll all see it. I know, Terry, you're listening in, so that's okay, Will. Uh, but, uh, but all I can see is that toe. Boy, he, boy, he, he crushed it. I mean, he, he, did, he did crush it. <laughs> oh Lord, uh, it, it, it is a it is a wonder. It is a so thank God. Uh, the last time I talked with him, uh, he had been back to the surgeon and said, you know, the surgeon was real pleased with it, and like there's good circulation in it because that's the main thing because of that circulation. They can't get that that blood flow there. That's that's when you're gonna lose it. But uh, so it looks, it looks, it don't look, no, it don't look good. But he's doing, he, he's like he's going to progress along. So it'll be a little while uh, before he can uh, get out and get about. Uh, so let's, uh, let's continue to remember our hymn uh, in our prayers and uh, also uh, our revival. Let's be praying uh, for that as well, uh, asking for God's favor uh, in this revival. Um, and uh, also remember uh, Billy Beasley. I doesn't you know he passed away, and so his funeral's tomorrow afternoon, and so let's uh, let's be praying for 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 his family, and uh, and asking for God's grace in uh, in 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 that situation as well. Uh, there's probably a host of other things that I could mention, but there's ones I'm uh, this 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 on my brain uh, right this uh, right this moment. Does anyone have a prayer uh, a prayer request prayer need? Something you want to share with us uh, this this evening? Yes, Miss Jane. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
Yeah, especially when you, when you can't keep that consistency of right. bringing them here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll be praying for you, brother. I know that's a real struggle. I, I really do understand. I really do. Um, I, and and, and uh, while you were talking, I remember somebody else we need to pray for. Barbara Houghton. Uh, she has uh, COVID. Uh, her son, Dwayne, has COVID. Uh, Heather has COVID. Um, uh, Julia has COVID. Uh, as far as I know, her husband, Joe, doesn't have it. Uh, but they've all, they've all got COVID. Barbara's really sick, so she's been been tough on her. So remember, remember them in your prayers. There's a, there's a lot of there's still a lot of that stuff going around. Of course, it's all hey, it, it, senior COVID ain't going nowhere, <laughs> or or uh, what, whatever it is, and it's not going to go anywhere. Just like the flu, just like the common cold, it's not it's not going to go anywhere. So we'll just have to have to keep keep, keep pressing through. Uh, any, anybody, anybody else have a, have special prayer need? Amen, 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 amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen, amen. There's a lot of people, uh, a lot of people sick. A lot of people need a touch. As always, this sometimes I think we forget about those people that are lost without Jesus Christ, but that's our responsibility. Uh, to pray for the lost, and uh, and and to and to and to keep them keep them in our minds. Um, now, what we're going to do, uh, if you're not being with us, this this we we've been using some of the names of God. There was ten that 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 I selected. Uh, this will be number nine, and we're going to do number nine and number uh, number ten uh, this evening. Uh, and, uh, and and most of the time. When you hear these, you hear them in conjunction with Yah, uh, with, uh, with, with Jehovah. But I've chosen to use Yahweh because that is the really, that's the biblical name uh, for God, Old Testament name of God. And then, then you get these, uh, these names uh, associated with, with God. Um, and, uh, and Cynthia, I'm going to go back to something Cynthia asked uh, our last session. Uh, you know, um, where, where do these names come from? How do these names come about? And there are, there are a few that were, that were actually revealed by God, uh, but, such as his name, Yahweh. That was revealed to Moses. Uh, when Moses uh, asked him, uh, when he was given the commission to go lead the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, and then uh, he, he said, well, if they ask me, who has sent me? What, what is your name, who, who, who am I to tell them, has sent me. And he said, I am that I am has sent you. I am. And that's, that's what Yahweh, that's what Yahweh means, I am. And uh, so, but a lot of these others, I told, as, as I responded to Cynthia's question, I just want to clarify that was at the end of it. A lot of these are, are, are born out of experiences among the nation of Israel. Uh, 
you know, such as uh, Jehovah Jireh, uh, God will provide, or God will see to it. That was with A uh, Abraham uh, and Isaac, and the sacrifice, sacrificing of Isaac. Um, and, and a lot of these come out of uh, conflicts. They come out of a situation where God did miraculous things in their midst, and, uh, and, and so they would, they, they, would, they would name it something, or they would build an altar where they, where they worship God, and they would, they would call that uh, Yahweh Sabaoth. So since we're here, that's, that, that's, what, that's what that means. Uh, and it, and this, this word here, so we'll start here. Uh, this, this word means Lord of armies. So when we're using Yahweh Sabaoth in our prayer, and, and we're praying in his name in this way, what we're doing, this is a term of engaging in spiritual warfare. Now, I know this is something a lot of us are, are foreign to. A lot of us don't even want to think about it. A lot of us don't even don't even want to go there. Uh, and, 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 and I understand it. I really do understand it because I'm telling you, when you start engaging in spiritual warfare, it is, it, it, it is a tough thing. And, and, I, and I, I, will, I will say, and I know this, there would be, I can, I can just imagine a lot of disagreements uh, when I make the statement I'm about to make. And, and, and really for a lot of Christians, they need to stay away from it because they don't know how, how to handle it. Uh, it it's, sometimes there's not the maturity there to deal with it. There's not the spiritual mind to deal with it. And, uh, and, and so... For, for, for some people, it's better to stay away from it than to get caught up into something uh, that can do them a lot of harm. And so, uh, but, but, you know, unfortunately, in my position, I have to deal with it. Uh, because when you're in this kind of level of leadership, you deal with spiritual warfare. You, still with spirit, you deal with spiritual entities that work against you. Uh, it's always working against the church. There's always these things. So, we, so we, have to, we have to engage in those things. But when we do this, what, what, we, what, what the author here says, you know, praise God for giving you the authority over the powers of the enemy because that's what we have. We have, we have authority over these, over these spirit things. When there are conflicts, when, there are, when, there, when those things are taking place and those things are happening, let me tell you, there's a spirit behind it. It's always, there's always a spirit behind it. Uh, unfortunately, it sometimes is manifested in individuals, <laughs> and, and you don't, and, and that's, that's when it makes it difficult. If you just, if, if, you, if you didn't have individuals to deal with, it wouldn't be so bad, but, but sometimes these things are manifest, and even they're manifested in people who are well-meaning, and, and they don't even realize they're being used to the enemy. They, they, don't, even, they don't even comprehend that they're being used to the enemy. And so, when you get that, that's, that's the reason Paul said, we don't fight against flesh and blood. That is not our fight. Our fight is not with flesh and blood, but principalities and, spirit, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and spiritual beings and rulers of darkness and, 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 and rulers of high places and all of these things. This is what we're dealing with. And so, um, so, so, so God has given us this power over these, uh, over these enemies. And so uh, we, we call upon the Lord of the army of heaven uh, to deliver us from the evil one and to give us victory. This goes along uh, what when, when Jesus 
made that prayer um, to, um, to, to uh, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, or some translation says the evil one. Uh, so, so even Jesus recognized in that prayer he taught his disciples to pray that we have to confront these spiritual entities from time to time, and we have to do, have to do warfare. So when, we, so when we pray this name, when we pray the name of Yahweh Sabaoth, uh, we're asking God's help in the midst of this battle. And, and the reality of it is that no matter whether we, are, we, we realize we're confronting spiritual entities or not, we are all in a battle. And sometimes all of us feel that from time to time. Sometimes you know, it's weightier than it's other times, and so we just have to, have to deal with it. Now, before we pray, I want to go to the, this is the last one, Yahweh Shema. And this means the Lord is there, which is the indication here is that of God's presence in our midst. And there's one thing that, that I think we always have to be aware of. I'm dinging. Uh, that, we all, that we always, I'll have to, I thought I'd put it on silent. And it is now. Um, but one thing we always have to, have to, have to be conscious of. And, and, and we're talking about the enemy. And one of the, one of the, one of the tools the enemy used against us is that he wants us to think that God has abandoned us or we have abandoned God. And, and a lot of that comes from this feeling, God, I don't sense you. God, I don't feel you. God, I'm praying but I feel like my prayers go no higher than the ceiling of whatever room I'm in. And you just, you just feel this sense of abandonment. Now, I don't know if you've ever felt that or not, but there's been times in my life I, I, I have felt that sense of abandonment. God, why are you silent? God, why aren't you speaking to me? God, why, why when I'm reading the Word, why, why I'm not... Why is it just words on the page and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not feeding off of this? So, so, so if you go through that, it, it could be sin in our lives. I mean, I, I, I won't discount it. But, it but, but, but sometimes those moments of silence, God is very close to us. And the promise is, the promise is he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. And in my opinion, and, 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 and sometimes I think my opinion don't matter, <laughs> worth two cents, but in my opinion, in, 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 in those moments of silence, in those moments when God seems so far away from us, that's where faith, our faith has to kick in. That's where our faith has to say to us, God, I know what you promised. I know you said you would never leave me. You would never forsake me. You will help me in this battle. You will help me through this, God. I know I don't feel you. I know I can't sense you. And I don't understand why that is the case. But God, by faith, your word tells me you are here in my midst. 
And you just have to tell yourself that. Even if you don't feel nothing. Even if you feel dead as a doornail. <laughs> you have to still believe that God has not left you. Does that make sense? And so, so these, 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 these two names of God, Yahweh Sabaoth and Yahweh Shema are so important of us. You know, it doesn't say it here, but I'm going to say it. Just like you thank God for, for he, he being the leader of the army, you got to thank Him for His presence. And sometimes when you don't, you, when you don't sense Him, the best, thing, the best thing I know to tell you to do is you just start thanking Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, you're present. Call it. Tell it. I know you're here, God. I know you're here. I know you're here. And you just have to keep telling you that over and over and over again. Uh, and, and, and the opposite of that is going into despair. And, and you don't want to go into despair if you can help it. Now, there's been times I felt that level of despair, too. You know, I mean, there, there's... There's, there's been those seasons. I've, I've shared some of those things with you in my own life. And, and, and it is, it's bad when you lay down in the night. Now, some of you, if you've never been there, you thank God for this. You thank God you've never sensed this. You thank God and you, you, thank, and you, you pray, God, I'll never get there. And you lay down in the night and you just ask the Lord, please don't let me wake up. Everything looks so dark and so dismal and so helpless and so hopeless. And you just say, God, if you could just let me go to sleep and not wake up in this life again. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've prayed that prayer. Now, I'm, I'm glad God don't listen. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me back up. He does listen. I'm, pray, I'm, I'm just glad he doesn't act on our foolishness. And in our moments of despair, I'm just glad, I'm just glad that he, he will be patient with us. And let me tell you, I think that's, I think that's some, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in, uh, in, in Christy's mouth, but I think that's some of what you're going to hear next week from her. You know, when we don't see a way out, God's got a way. And, and it can change in a moment. Every time I've been like that, it has changed in a moment. It lasted longer than I wanted to last. But I finally got to that point, And just all of a sudden, everything changed. My whole mentality changed. My whole thought process changed. And nothing changed around me. <laughs> That's the wonder. Nothing changed around me. My circumstances didn't change. Nothing changed but what changed was my thinking changed. And when my thinking changed, then everything around me changed. Even though nothing, everything was the same. Okay, that makes sense? I hope so. It's been helping me. So, um, so, so, so let's, let's stop. Let's, let's, let's spend a few moments in prayer here. I've, I've talked way too much. Let's spend a few moments in prayer. Let's ask God... That in these battles that we face, and 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 I, 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 God, I, 
Well, let me tell you, I need to tell you, I'm your pastor, I need to tell you. You know, we, we've been doing a lot of preparation for this revival coming up. A lot of praying's been going on. And, and, and I mentioned it Sunday morning, I think we have stirred the spirits. I really do. I think we stirred spirits. Not good ones. But let me tell you, that tells me a lot. That tells me something. God's, God's getting ready to do something. Because the spirits want to stop it. He doesn't want us to have revival. So I take comfort. And, and whenever God moves, the enemy's always got a move of his own. But you, but you remember this, greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Okay? Don't you forget that. Okay, I've, I've said enough. Let's, let's talk to the Lord. Let's, let's, tell, let's tell him about it. Yahweh Shabbat. Yahweh Shema. Lord, you are the Lord of the armies. Lord Jesus, there is, there is, there is an army out there. There's an army of God. Lord, there's a wicked army. There's an evil army. There's an army of God. And Lord Jesus, we have all been commissioned. We have all been placed in this army. We have different, uh, different positions. We have different places. But God, we're all in this army. So my Lord and my God, I am thanking you. I am praising you. I am loving you. I am glorifying you. I am thanking you, my God, that Lord, even in the midst of the battles, even in the midst... Lord Jesus, of the things that we go through and the things we experience, we know without a shadow of a doubt that you are always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And so, my God, Yahweh Shema, you are always with us. Lord Jesus, you don't just tell us to go into the battle. You lead us in the battle. You don't just tell us to go fight. God, you fight for us. For the, we, we, we see many times in the Scriptures, for the battle is not ours, but the battle is the Lord's. So my God, we're going to keep on believing. We're going to keep on fighting. We're going to keep on uh, honoring you. We're going to keep on blessing you. We're going to keep on praising you. Lord Jesus, we're going to keep on doing what is right in your sight. So my Lord and my God, I pray that you will help us. I pray, God, that you will strengthen us. I pray, God, that you will engage the angels of heaven, Lord, to encamp around about us. And Father, Lord, to keep us safe and to keep us guarded, to keep us focused, to keep us, Lord Jesus, keep on keeping on by your power and, Lord, by your might. For great and mighty is the Lord our God. Lord Jesus, and I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us the promise of your word, that your promise is true. You never, you never fell on a promise, God. You never, uh, Lord, uh, uh, renege on a promise. God, you are always working with us and helping us and taking us to where we need to be. So, Father, I pray for everyone that's listening to my voice right now, everyone in this sanctuary, everyone that's listening, uh, Father, Lord, uh, in, the, in, the, in the streams, that, God, that you will touch, and, Lord Jesus, you will bless. 
And know this, that no matter what you feel or, no, or don't feel, no matter what you're experiencing, whatever your circumstances are, you know this, that the Lord, our God, He is God. He is the infinite one. He is the holy one. He has all power. He has all authority. And God, He can do all things. So now, Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, you'll put a hedge of protection, Lord, over this church. I pray, God, that, Lord, that you will drive out, uh, Lord, every spirit that works against you and against your knowledge. I pray, God, that, Lord, that you will bind them up, cast them into the shadows where they belong, my God. And, Lord Jesus, uh, shut their mouths. And, Lord Jesus, help them. Help us, oh God, Lord, to stand up, stand strong, stand true, Lord Jesus, to what we know is good and right in your sight. So, Father, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you in this moment. God, I thank you, Lord, for touching Cynthia. I thank you, God, for this surgery, God, and I thank you, Lord, for medical intervention, and I pray that she will continue to heal and get stronger and stronger. Lord, we pray for Terry Adams, that, God, that you will touch him and bless him, and, Lord Jesus, minister unto him by your grace and, Lord, by your mercy, and heal, Lord Jesus, that injured toe to complete and total restoration. I pray, God, that you will touch Barbara Halton and all of her family, Lord, that is suffering from COVID and everyone that is suffering, God, Lord, from these maladies. And Lord Jesus, that you will bless them, that you will minister unto them, and that, God, that you will give the strength, Lord, that is needed. I pray, God, that you will bless those that are lost without you. I pray, God, that you will help us to find those that we can find. And, Lord, that we can bring them to a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and they will receive you. I pray for our revival, God. I pray, Lord, that you will touch. I pray, God, that you will minister. I pray, God, that, uh, that our people, Lord, will respond to you and respond, Lord, to your work among us and that the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, the fire of God. I'm praying for the fire of God to fall in our midst. And, Lord Jesus, we will worship that name that is above every name because your name is the only name that we have. And so, Father, Lord, we commend, we commend, we commend, Lord Jesus, our lives, Lord, unto you. We give ourselves, Lord, unto you. And, Lord, every need that's among us, Lord, we pray, Lord, for Jamie, God, and his family. And, Lord, you know his work situation. And you know, Lord, what's going on. And, Father, it is hard. It is hard in his situation. It is hard to take the children he has taken into his home. And Father Lord, and to, and to deal with them. And, and Father Lord, and I, uh, I understand the best I can understand. But Father Lord, I pray for Jamie and Nimi. I pray God that you will Lord minister unto them. I pray God that you will give them grace and give them mercy. And Lord, give them the help that they need. And Father Lord, only you can straighten out situations. Only you, God, Lord, can work in some uh, people's lives. And so, Father Lord, we commend this to you. And Father Lord, that you will, Lord, just give uh, Jamie that strength that he needs, Lord, right now, Lord, in this moment. And Lord, everyone that is here, may you bless us all together, and we will give you the praise and the honor and the glory. Thank you, Lord, for being the Lord of our army. And thank you, Lord, for being forever presence in our midst. And we will, Lord, just sing your praise, Lord, to the whole world. And thank you for everything you have done. And now in the name of Jesus Christ, 
that the blessings and the power of God Almighty flow in us and through us, Lord Jesus, for your glory and for your praise. In Jesus Christ's name we ask it. Amen and amen. All right. So, uh, let's go to the Lord's Prayer now. And uh, let, me, let me exit this out. I know there's a better way of doing this, but right at this moment, that's the only, good, that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> click on this. I don't know because it's to click on. I'm almost there. There we go. There we go. Step five. I had it on when it pulled up. It was step five, and then it went all the way to the beginning. Uh, so we're, we're at step five in this process of working through the Lord's Prayer, because that's what we're doing. We're working through the Lord's Prayer. We're looking at our Father, who art in heaven. Uh, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, and give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, because that's where we are right now. So this, this fifth step is what is called a releasing prayer. Releasing prayer. And that is forgiveness. And, 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 uh, and I know we've talked about this in past sessions, and we'll talk about it in future sessions. Um, this is so important. This is probably one of the hardest things we can do as a Christian, is to learn to forgive. And, and this is one thing that keeps so many Christians bound up, because they can never get past this. Look, we've all been hurt. Hey, if we'll be truthful with ourselves, we inflicted hurt, right? We're the hurters and the hurtees. That, 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 anyway, so, but we have to learn to forgive. And, uh, and it's more than just uttering the words. It's more than just saying, I forgive you. Uh, it's one thing. Well, I forgive you. But I sure won't never forget what you did to me. Well, that's probably true. That's probably true. God gave us these wonderful minds that can be a, both a blessing and a curse. The blessing is it's a wonderful mind. Do you realize that our brain can process more data than any computer that's ever been invented by man can process? Well, there's a few of us that are missing a few, a few important sales. But, but in normal circumstances, in normal circumstances, I mean, literally, our, our brain is more powerful. When you think about, and I've told you this before, everything you have ever seen, everything you've ever experienced, Everything you've ever read, God, now, that, now this is scary. 
Everything that has ever come into your brain is still there. Now, I know you say, well, I can't recall it, but it's still there. Everything is there. Because your brain, unless you have gone through a traumatic brain injury and you've had brain damage and part of your brain has been damaged, or if you've suffered from Alzheimer's or if, if, if you're going through something like that, we're, and that, of course, that's brain damage. Alzheimer's or, or a dementia is, is a brain damage. But if your brain is normal, it is all still there. Now, that's another wonderful thing about God. There's some things that we don't need to recall. There's some things we don't need to remember. And he helps us with that as well. But it's, these brains are wonderful things. So our brain can be a wonderful blessing to us, and they can be a, a, a tremendous curse to us as well. Because when somebody says, I'll forgive you, but I won't ever forget, they're absolutely right. They will never forget. If it's not done in the right spirit. Forgiveness, you have to right, have the right heart in that. Let's move through it. And I, I, I think I'll answer your question a little bit better. Okay, maybe. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it. So, so with this... What is the difference between sins of commission and sins of omission? What's the difference between the two? Sins of commission, sins of omission. Nothing. There is a difference. There, there, there's a difference. There's a difference between, between the two. With that, that you're, 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 you're in the right ballpark, Marie. You're right, right. That's, that's right. So, so let's, let's, since, since Marie got us in the right ballpark, sins of commission are the things we do that we shouldn't do. That, that is when God sets the parameters. That when you, that's when you know what is right, what is wrong, what God said you should do, and what you shouldn't do. And you do it anyway. That is deliberate sinning against what you know you shouldn't do. I mean, have you ever started doing something you say, I know I shouldn't do this. And you do it anyway? That's the sin of commission. Now, I know. I know. Anyway, but it is. It is. When you, there's something you know you shouldn't do. You know, God, I don't know why I'm using this. That good-looking lady or that good-looking man comes along. And you say, that in of itself is not a sin. Being tempted is not a sin. But when you know you shouldn't engage in a conversation with that person, you know you shouldn't go out to lunch with them, you know you shouldn't but you do it anyway. That's a sin of commission. You know it's wrong. You know everything about it's wrong. But you do it anyway. 
Now, so to trespass is to go beyond the boundaries that God has established for us as his children. He has given to us commands that we are to obey. Now, again, we can do this legalistically, uh, but you take the Ten Commandments. See, the Ten Commandments was not just for the nation of Israel. I think the Ten Commandments are universal commandments for all of God's people. And so when it says in there, um, do not make any graven images of your God, then that's a command. So if you've, if you've set up something as an, as an idol, that's, that, that, that is sinful. Honor your father and mother. And you don't. That is sinful. If you covet anything of your neighbors. Now, now there's a difference. There's a, there's a difference between saying, oh, man, I, I kind of I I like that car that they, they bought. I wouldn't mind having one like that. That's not coveting. Covening is when you say, I want that car. I don't want one like it. I don't know, I don't want another one identical to that. No, I want that car. And you take it. Or you even, even you would take it if you could. That's coveting. That's stealing, that's right. Which I think he says, thou shalt not steal. <laughs> that's, that's right. So see, some of these go hand in hand, to covet, steal, you know. Um, and, and, uh, you know, so, and so we go, thou shalt not murder. You know, all of these, all of these are commands and, 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 and many, many more. But God sets the parameters, God sets the boundaries, and so then to go past that is, is to commit, is a sin of commission. Now, the sin of omission, on the other hand, are right things that we neglect to do. If you don't forgive, that, that, that's, you know, that's an omission. Um, if, if you, um, I, I don't know, God, I could, I could, I could think of a hundred thousand different things. And I, and I, and I, anyway, but we, 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 it's, it's just neglecting what you should do. You know, I know this is, you don't want to hear this, Martelli, anyway. You know, if, 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 if you have the opportunity to share your faith with someone, and you don't do it, now, so, well, that's not sinful. But if you know you ought to share your faith with that, with that person, and you don't, that's a sin of omission. You have, you have, you have not done something that is right and good when you should have done that. You know, and sometimes these things come up later on. You don't realize it at the moment. And you think about it later, ooh, I should have done that, and I didn't. Now, there's some things you can't go back and redo. Once you miss the opportunity, you miss the opportunity. But if it is brought to your mind, what should you do about it?
If you can go back and correct and correct, if you cannot, then you ask forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. I should, I should have done that. I should have, I should have shown this act of kindness, and I didn't. I mean, I, I, I should, you know, and sometimes we don't realize, and we don't even realize it. We don't, we don't even see it. But it, it comes to your mind later on. And so, again, if, if you can redo it, redo it. If you can't redo it, then you, you just ask forgiveness. Lord, forgive me for those things. Now, I know these, 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 are, these, are, these are minute points, uh, but, but one, you, one you, you go into it deliberately. <laughs> the other, you don't, mean, you, don't, you don't really don't mean. And in, in the Old Testament, in, in, the, in the sacrifices for sin, on the Day of Atonement, part of that Day of Atonement was the atoning for the sins of Israel, for the sins they knew they had done and sins they didn't know they had done. So to cover. So that's one reason. It's probably not a bad idea every day somewhere to say, Lord, please forgive me if anything I have that, 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 I did, that I did not. I really didn't intend to neglect that. I really didn't intend to do that or not to do that. So, Lord, please forgive me. You see what I mean? So, so you have to be conscious then. So what are the two dimensions of forgiving faith? Well, these are, first of all, we must confess our own sin. I mean, that, that's part of it. That's, that's, that's what the Word of God says. We have to confess our own sin. And remember what John said. He said, if we say we have no sin, ooh, he said, you're a liar, and the truth is not in you. You know, there may be days in our lives we haven't committed any sin. We haven't done anything, omission, commission. You know, so I'm not saying that every day we sin. But, but we need to be always conscious that we may be sinning, that we may be offending God in some way, and we need to make sure we take care of that. So we need to be conscious. So we need to confess our own sins. Confession is an important thing. That does not mean God knows. I've seen a lot of damage done for people taking this out of context and thinking they have to get up in front of the church and confess everything they've ever done. There's some things you just need between, between you and God. You need to keep between you and God. Now, as somebody once, once said, if it's a public sin, you need to confess publicly. If it's a private sin, you need to keep between you and God and whoever, whoever you've offended. We must forgive others whom we, have, who we feel have violated us. So see, it's not only just forgiving ourselves or confessing our own sin. And if you get through this life where, you don't, where, where, where there's somebody in some perceived or, 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 or what I mean, actual or, 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 or not actually, that somebody perceives you have violated them in some way, you have, you, have, you have hurt their feelings, you have said something when you didn't even know you've said something. If you, if you get through this life with that, you, I'm telling you, you, you're just a superhuman being. Because as nitpicky as people are now, Seems like people just carry their feelings on their shoulders and just waiting, just, just waiting for somebody to knock it off. 
So, so we have to, not only do we have to ask forgiveness for ourselves, we also have to ask forgiveness for others. Now, this, this is hard. <laughs> you know, he, our Lord hasn't asked us to do an easy thing. Sometimes it is, it is hard. So why do, why do Christians need to pray for forgiveness? Well, that's, I, think, I, think, I think we know. See, Jesus taught us to pray for forgiveness on a regular basis, not to remind us of our sinfulness. And I think this is so important. I think this statement is so true. It's not to constantly remind us of how sinful we are, but to keep us from becoming sloppy in our ideas about the grace of God. Because you can take this, this very perverted ideology, God's grace is going to cover it all. So I have no accountability. Yes, God's grace abounds where sin does abound. But as they, in, in the, I think it's the Roman letter, uh, or it may be in the Corinthian letter, which is one of the, one of the Paul wrote it. Um, he's, he, he's, he's making this argument, and, and, and so he's anticipating what their, what their, what their, what their response to what he said is, where, where sin abounds, grace abounds uh, even more. And so he's anticipating, they're going to say, well, should we continue to sin so we'll have more grace? And he gives a resounding, God forbid. No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. That, 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 that's, that's not the way of it. So really, this idea of being always conscious that we need to seek forgiveness is to keep us in line spiritually. It's to keep us where we need to be and never get so haughty and proud in ourselves. So, Notice, uh, wait, 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 there it is. There, there, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I forgot I put it up here. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall, we, how shall we who died to sin live any longer in sin? See, so it's, it's not that we're supposed to be living in sin. In, in, in calling us to pray, uh, forgive us our trespasses, Jesus isn't seeking to remind us of our failures but he desires to sensitize us to sin and to the fact that this sin hinders our growth in him. In other words, God wants us to always be sensitive to sin. The opposite of that is becoming desensitized to sin. And whether, you, whether we want to admit it or not, as Christians, we can become desensitized to sin. And I think that's what's happening in the church today in an overt way that I never in my lifetime thought we'd ever see it. But churches have become desensitized to sin. And so in many circles, it is whatever you believe, whatever you want to do, whatever behavior you want to embrace, God loves you, child. Well, yes, he does love you. But my Lord, I don't think he loves everything you do. So when we take this, when we take this position that God, that, that God is going to gloss over sin. God is not, God, God has, you know, God just, God, God just doesn't see our sin. Let me tell you something. God sees our sin. He knows our sin. 
And if God calls it sin, it's a sin. I'm sorry. People don't want to hear that today. I don't think that a lot of people don't want to hear it. And when in churches we embrace that, what, what, what is the recourse for sinners? They don't really have one. So, but notice, notice these scriptures uh, that, that, that talk about sin. As far as the east is from the west, so far has God removed our transgressions from us. That's wonderful. Our sins are removed from us. Micah, and he will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. Uh, you will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. Now, now I know that's, that's kind of a metaphorical statement, but the deepest part of the ocean, God, how, how, how deep is it? It's deep. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. At the moment, I thought I, I thought I remembered how, how deep it is, but I mean, it is, it is, it is a long ways down there. It, it, right. It, it, is, it, it, is, it is deep and wide. That's right. As my mama used to say, it's more water than I can drink. <laughs> And, 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 I, and I know, I think I've shared this illustration with you, but when every time I read this, I, I, I go back to something I read many, many years ago. That's one thing about growing older. You just, have, you, you just have all these wonderful memories you can go back to. But I remember reading this story about this church, and they had some dignitaries coming. Well, they had one man in the church that he would shout at the drop of a hat. I mean, he, he would just, no matter what, no preacher preaching, he just shouting all over everywhere. And, and so when these dignitaries were coming in, they, they said, well, you know, we don't, want to be, we don't want Brother so-and-so to embarrass these people when they come in with his shouting and, and what he does. So sure enough, at the meeting, the guy shows up. So what they do, they give him a, a, a National Geographic because they're thinking there is nothing in a National Geographic can, that can set this guy off and cause him to shout. So they gave him a copy of the National Geographic and put him off in a room by himself to occupy himself with this National Geographic. Well, sure enough, it won't long. They heard brother so-and-so in that room just having a fit. I mean, just he was having himself a hallelujah hoedown. They go in, open the door. What in the world has caught, have you found in the readers, uh, in, in the in, in National Geographic, that will cause you to shout like this. He said, I was reading in there that, 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 that the ocean is so many miles deep, and I got to thinking about the Lord has cast my sins into the depths of the sea. <laughs> seven miles. I was going to say six, and I thought, that, that, seven miles, that's the deepest part of the ocean, seven miles. <laughs> so even in National Geographic, you can find something to give God some praise for. Uh, then in Hebrews, then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. You get the theme here, he cast our sins away from us to remember them against us no more. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what is the primary condition for forgiveness? 
that is confession. That, that we have to confess. We have to admit that we have sinned. Uh, that is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So even the forgiveness of our, per, of our, of our sinful state has to start with a confession of who we confess and who Jesus Christ is. Uh, and he's the one who can save us. For with the heart one believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Confess your trespasses to one another. Lord Jesus, that, gets, that can get you into a world of trouble. I know. <laughs> but to confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So there's, there, there's power in confession. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. We already talked about that. If he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Why is it important for, to, to forgive those who have offended us or sinned against us? Why is this important? God's word expands and applies the truth that we who have received forgiveness need to be forgiving. Matter of fact, that is the way our real, our genuine forgiveness is, is demonstrated. Our willingness to forgive someone else. True, genuine. And, and I, I'm, I think I'm finally going to get what you, Beverly, what you, what you asked. It says, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. To see, what he's saying here is unforgiveness hinders our worship. Our worship is hindered. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. You know, sometimes it's impossible to deal with some people. Sometimes it's impossible to go to someone. If you can, you need to do that. Sometimes you can't do that. But we can still forgive them. And even if somebody will not accept your forgiveness, you've done your job. You've done your part. You cannot help what other people feel or do or say. And if you think you can, you're going to live a miserable life. Because you can't help what other people do. It still hurts. That's right. That, that's right. It only kills you. And it hurts. I mean, Lord, it knows, Lord knows it hurts. But you, you've got, you have to get past it. You have to go beyond it. So in true forgiveness, it does not matter who is at fault. So you see... Forgiveness is not about saying you didn't. It's not, it's not, it's not ever saying, that's okay. You, you, it's, it's okay you did me wrong. It's not what, that forgiveness is not about that. Forgiveness is not about forgetting what happened. But I will say in true forgiveness, you have to deliberately work at suppressing it and bringing it to the, to the background of your thought process. Because if you think about it all the time, it'll make you sick. It'll eat you up. 
So it has to be an intentional thing. You may never forget it, but you choose not to think about it. Does that make sense? That's where true, that's, that's, that's when genuine forgiveness is taking place. And genuine forgiveness is being able to say, you hurt me, you hurt me deeply, I was wrong, but I am not going to be bound by your wrong. I'm not going to be held captive by your wrong. I'm going to move beyond it. That, that's true forgiveness. And look, Sometimes it takes more than just saying it. Sometimes it takes a while to get to that point. Just like when Jesus, he, he, he cast our sins into the depths of the sea to be remembered against the sin anymore. Let me ask, can God forget? No. Does God know all things? Yes. So what happens? He chooses not to remember our sin against him. Because remember this, remember this. All sin is ultimately against God. It may happen among other people, but it's always against God. That's the reason Jesus, in this prayer, there's an addendum to it. If you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. So, as God's people who are forgiven, we must also be forgiving. Yes, sir. That's a great statement. That's a great statement. Because that's right. The only one who has generally ever heard it unforgiveness is, is the one who is unforgiving. Because usually the one that, that you're you're harboring all this stuff about, they've already moved, they they they, they moved past a long time ago. <laughs> They're not bothered by it at all. So so it is such an important, important part of spiritual growth is learning to forgive. So there, there's, there's no greater step toward uh, upward in faith than the one we take when we learn to forgive and do it. Okay? It blesses people who need our love and acceptance and releases us to a bright horizon of joy, health, and dynamic faith in prayer. And I believe that. And look, it, it, look there's a lot of things the Lord has asked us to do that are not easy. And this is one of those areas. It is not easy. But you have to learn to practice it and to forgive. And sometimes, it's just, well, well let, let, let me finish. I know it's time for us to go. We've got to get praising practice going here too. When Peter went to Jesus and said, Lord, if somebody has, 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 has done something against me or offended me, how many times should I forgive them? Seven times seven? Jesus said, no, 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 no. That's, that's no ways enough. Seventy times seven. So 
in what was Jesus saying? Is he, is he, is, 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 is that just supposed to be exact? Okay, I've done it, I've done it 490 times, that's it. No, 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 no. What Jesus is teaching, the principle Jesus is teaching, is you just keep on forgiving. If they offend you 10 times in a day, you forgive them 10 times a day. You just keep on forgiving them. And that is hard. It is. I mean, this is not easy stuff. Sometimes it's hard for me. You know, I teach it. But look, I have to live it too. And it's hard. It is hard. But we, but we have to do that. So, Father, help us to practice forgiveness. Lord, we can't help what people say. We can't help what people do. But we can help what we do. So, God, as a church, as individual believers, help us to forgive one another as we have been forgiven in you. And we'll be much better people for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, God bless you. Thank you so much. Keep on praying for the revival. Keep on, uh, if you have opportunity to tell somebody about it, tell somebody about it. Uh, have an opportunity to invite somebody. We still have some invite cards back there uh, to, uh, to, to, to share it. And let's see what God is going to do.